0: Hello, Electric Liberty Land fans. Once again, our show gets a little bit blue. Don't blame me. Blame Madonna, who cursed up a storm at the Women's March for that. So, chuck the kids in the closet. Lock the door.
1: Welcome to Electric Liberty Land, here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams.
0: Welcome one and all to the fourth episode of Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. That, of course, means that you can go to lionsliberty.com forward slash ELL4. To find all of our show notes. Also, guys, please do tune in to our other podcast. Mark Clay, of course, every Monday with some in-depth interviews. Felony Friday with John Odermatt on Fridays, as the name would dictate. And don't forget to find us on the Facebook forum. Just type in Lions of Liberty there. It'll pop right up. And uh, also find us on Twitter at Lions of Liberty. It's easy peasy. One to three easy. So, guys, today is, uh, by the time this show's airing, it's going to be a good five days after the Trump inauguration. I'm going to talk about that a little bit and get into some deeper policy issues with my guest on this week's podcast, Howard Snowden, who I'll bring in just a little bit later. Uh, Trump today signed a lot of executive orders. Today uh, being the damn recording, which is Monday. I should probably clarify that. But he signed one of the executive orders he put into place was basically to tell agencies that were responsible for enforcing the Individual mandate for the ACA or Obamacare, basically that they should side on the uh, the side of the individual. And now what that is basically saying is that he's not making it, he's not legalizing not paying the uh, Obamacare mandatory uh, sign up. He's not saying that Americans are legally. Uh, off the hook for paying the penalty but he's basically telling organizations like the IRS and these other the other institutions and the government not to enforce it or when they're looking at somebody who didn't pay the penalty or does not have healthcare as is mandated to say side with the individual which as a lover of liberty that's great really everything the president does he should be telling his agencies to side with the individual but still uh it's a good and bad thing on the good side You're having uh, another stab at the heart of Obamacare. The individual mandate, of course, is the engine that runs Obamacare because individual mandates mean that people are actually getting uh, buying into the system, which then pays for these people that have more expensive plans. Of course, that hasn't stopped all of our fees from going sky high in the meantime, because not enough people are signing up for it. But Obama, or Obama, excuse me, Trump removing that mandate now means that nothing is there to pay for all of these incredibly expensive insurance plans that people who have pre-existing conditions have. so. So these, you know, basically all of these these cancer treatments, these breast cancer, these heart disease treatments, everything else in the world that costs a ton of money, now has nothing to balance it out. So while it's nice that this happened in a way, it also means that the healthcare industry is going to be a shitstorm, and I, I don't know how this is going to play out. Uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. So that was one number one thing that he did today. Number two, this is a great thing. He put a federal freeze on all new hires. The military was exempted. As we know, he was talking about growing the military, but uh that's a great thing. You know, no more hires. Hopefully he is going to stick to his guns and try to cut federal agencies. I heard there's a lot of agencies that are on the chopping block that have been told to drastically reduce their staffing, including education, I believe, uh, and a couple others. So that's good news. The third thing that Trump has gotten into today, gotten his grubby little hands on today, was something that is, uh, you know, a couple of days after the women's march, uh, which we'll also talk about later in the show. He's getting right back in there and really pissing off women. Although it's not going to be women in this country. However, that's all the people that seem to be complaining about it. And basically, he signed something that uh, rolls back a program that funds international organizations that then provide or promote abortions. So they provide abortions, they they promote them, they fund them. It's called the Mexico City Rule and this thing goes back and forth every time between a Republican and a Democrat. If a Democrat's in office, they push this thing back out again. They start funding these organizations with millions and millions of dollars that promote abortions abroad in countries where maybe they don't have good access to it. They don't have the greatest health care available to them to have abortions. Every time a Republican comes into office, they say, no, no, they roll it on back in. Same thing has happened here. They call it the global gag rule. I don't know why the hell they call it that because it doesn't make any sense to call it that and on any level. I don't understand. I have another time to look it up. If you want, shoot me an email or post in the forum why it's actually called the Glober Gag Rule because I don't understand it. But look, from a fiscal policy standpoint, why are we paying for abortions in other countries? It's a, why? For what reason? Just to be nice, guys. I mean, no, we don't need to do that. If it's costing millions of taxpayer dollars, we don't need to do it for any good reasons other than to say, OK, here you go. Uh, you know, ladies in Africa, ladies in Istanbul, whatever here, you can now have an abortion on the U.S. government. Fantastic. Are, are these people now going around in all their neighborhoods advocating for the U.S. government? or Is it really making an impact? No, I don't think so. And let's be honest, this has to be the lowest priority. If you're one of the women that, that took to the streets and is marching for, you know, trying to, to keep your rights to have an abortion or worried about women's access to healthcare in this country, give me a break. Really, you're, you're worried about people in foreign nations losing their access to, uh, to abortions via U.S. taxpayer dollars. Do you really think that's what we should be paying for as taxpayers? I'm sorry. There's just, there's no way to defend that from a policy perspective. That's a purely emotional plea. If you want to keep funding this and if you want to do it, I mean, I'm all for women's abortion rights. Uh, but fund it yourself. Donate to a charity. Don't do it through coercive government. That's the top of the show stuff. We need to hit real quick. Bingo bango. And now. A very special feature that we have on the show. Don't ask me how we did it, but we actually have somebody that's working on the inside on President Trump's social media team. Now, he does do a lot of his own tweets, but he does have somebody also saying, you might want to pull that back, Mr. Trump. I'm not saying it is Ivanka Trump that's giving us these tweets. I'm not saying it's not, but we've got Trump's original tweet drafts. We've only got a couple of them. Hopefully, this is going to grow as we go along here. But let me read some of these off to you. And uh, I'll read the the original first and the date that it was shared. And then I'll tell you what the, the actual tweet was before Ivanka, excuse me, not Ivanka, stepped in and told him he needs to clean it up. So here's one. This is from At Real Donald Trump, January 10th. Fake news, dash, a total political witch hunt, exclamation point. The deleted draft read, fake nudes dash Melania. Stop using body doubles. Uh, Another original tweet from Donald Trump from January 13th. This one, the unaffordable care act will soon be history. Deleted version of that was the unaffordable care act will soon be as dead as people with preexisting conditions. So you can see why they wanted to roll that one back just a, a tiny bit there. It's a little bit over the top, Donald, a little over the top. I should be reading them in his accent, but I can't do a I can't do a Trump well enough. I need to practice next by next show. By next show, Ivanka gives us some more tweets. we'll I'll, I'll do this in a better accent. All right. Here's one. This is just from from January 22nd. So this is a, fresh off the presses. Uh, she just leaked to us. Here's the original Watched protests yesterday, but was under the impression that we just had an election. Why didn't these people vote? Celebs hurt cause badly. Uh That's the worst impression. I got to practice that. I'm going to read this. All right, here's the original, though. Watched protests yesterday, but was under the impression that we just had an election. Why didn't these people vote? Madonna's arms look like Ruth Bader Ginsburg's neck. Goddamn, Donald Trump. That is some... Low and dirty stuff. I mean, granted, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's neck does look like it's pasted together from a bunch of foreskins. But come on, man. No need for such vile imagery. All right. Now, before we jump into the show, before I bring in my guest today... We have, I mean, look, we got our own little WikiLeaks here, guys. We have them on both sides. We got them on the Trump side. We got one nested deep within the DNC as well. I'm not saying if it's Putin or not. Maybe it's Putin. But we do have some incredible audio they got leaked to us from uh, the one of the only turncoat of the Democratic-slash-Socialist Party, uh, Mr. Bernie Sanders, who, of course, rallied the troops behind his socialist views only to flip-flop and endorse The horrible witch that is Hillary Clinton. So let me queue up this audio. Uh, I'll just call it like it is. There's nothing else you can really uh, term it. Uh, Here's Bernie Sanders takes a dump.
2: Bernie Sanders had too many tacos. Vermont is a gun-friendly state, and I need to fire some bullets into the bull. Oh, 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 oh. Holy moly, that, that turd was almost too big to fail to pass my sphincter. Bernie's got no TP.
0: I need toilet paper. Who's got some toilet paper for Bernie Sanders? Well, I mean, I do, man, but I, I not a lot. Like, I only have, like, I got, like, eight squares left. Okay, give Bernie all your squares, and I'll give you what's left. I'm not giving you all my squares. What if I don't have enough? Trust that I know what's best for you and your asshole. Yeah, all right, I, I guess. Now we're rolling.
3: Hey, I need some paper, too. I'm empty over here.
2: Not a problem. I'll give you two squares, and I'll get back two of your squares. Two squares?
3: This is barely enough to do anything.
2: It's because the system is rigged. Hey, why do I only get two squares? I gave you eight. Yes, but I had to give some of your eight to those less fortunate than you. You have white privilege. Two-ply white paper privilege.
0: But why do you get to keep four, then?
2: Bernie's got a lot of big things going on. I need these four for this dump and also some other big poop programs that will help everyone. Well, I'm all done. Adios, muchachos.
0: Guess I'll just use my credit card to scrape off the rest. Shocking, shocking audio. Apparently Bernie Sanders operates in the bathroom just like he does in the Senate just disgusting all right guys so now i want to bring in a good friend of mine the quote-unquote godfather of lions of liberty so you've heard his voice on some of our libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor podcasts as well as some other ones of our regular shows mr howie snowden what's up howie Hey Brian, happy to be here on Electric
1: Liberty Land. You you did never have me on uh, Ram pluses and minuses or Gary Johnson's Liberty Hoods.
0: So. I know. I feel bad about that every <laughs> single day, man. I really do. So I'm making it up to you now by bringing you on the you'll, only the fourth episode ever of Electric Liberty Land, and I want you to be a regular contributor to the show. Howie, by the way, uh, we have a regular email train, and Howie is the man that typically will send us all of our links for the day. His very uh, very important position. So thank you Howie for taking that on. <laughs> no <laughs> problem. Keeping us all educated. So I, I mentioned this, uh, you know, to you Howie, but I hope guys, uh, it is pouring buckets in LA right now. It is coming down so hard and you know, I don't have crazy insulation. I don't have like a bunker where I record these podcasts. So hopefully you don't hear the rain in the background, which is like, you can't even see through it. And as I like the joke, it's a great time, though, if you're a producer with a casting couch, because they all drag them out, put them on the street corner to get a nice rinse, you know, rinse off the years of uh, of auditions, if you know what I mean.
1: Brian, now that Trump's president, are you going to be
0: investing in a bunker? I no, I'm not because I don't buy into the rhetoric. Although General Mattis, his, some of the things he said did scare me a little bit. Uh, like last show, we were talking a little about him and, you know, half the stuff he says is so like, you're like, oh, okay, cool. The guy loves peace. All right. He's like, you know, don't, don't mess with me, but I'm, I'm pretty much down with peace and talking and, and, uh, you know, last resort. And then ha- the other half's like, I'm just going to drop bombs on you until your children are atoms.
1: You know what? I'd like to have him not involved in the should we go to war discussion. But once we decide to, I think he's the best person to prosecute that war.
0: You know, you're probably right. The guy, he knows he's doing. And, and you know, once once it's a go, he's going to go in and just get the job done like lights out.
1: I mean, it'd be great if if the Congress could vote and actually, you know, declare war legally.
0: Well, that's and that's what he said himself. He said that the power lies with Congress to do that. So we've got a guy who is uh, adhering to that policy. Although we'll see if Trump's like, "Hey, go drop some bombs over there." If he's like, "No, no, no, no," ask Congress. He probably won't. Uh, speaking of Trump, so you know, at this point, Trump's speech was last Friday, and this show is airing Wednesday. So. I won't rehash the speech for you guys. I presume you've gotten your fill of the Trump inauguration speech, but in broad strokes, let's just say, what were your reactions? Like, Howie, what, what did you think of his speech?
1: Well, I had a totally different take than what the news media was saying. Like I, I turned on the news later in the day, and they're like, Oh, it's such a dark speech. This and that. I didn't get that from it at all. I just, I thought it was okay. I didn't, you know, go for all the nationalist populist, like, uh, propagandizing that you know we're all one we're we're going to build roads we're going to build bridges we're going to build everything in the world it's we're all together we all have one dream and, you know i i, I could have done without that yeah but i didn't find it to be a negative speech i mean it seems like he's trying to do positive things and bring people together well um,
0: and, and you know people were talking about how he was definitely uh looking to put a little bit of separation between himself and the oligarchy that's existed. You know, he's that whole line about I'm going to make sure that the government actually works for you now. So that that kind of phrasing, I I mean, hell, I like it. Some people didn't because I guess they're comfortable with the way things are and have been. And, and, you know, and uh, the oligarchy controlling things. And they would have been more than happy to have Hillary Clinton continue on the legacy of uh, two families running, just taking turns running the White House. But okay, I I did
1: love how he talked about how bad things have been for the past twenty five years with all the the people who
0: are present for the past (laughs) twenty five years sitting right in front of him. (laughs) He names them off, and then he's like, "I'd like to thank President Bush and Obama and the Bushes in the hospital." Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. Well, that's what you know. This brings me to this this topic I wanted to bring up is I saw all the liberals posting this infographic from the Washington Post, and it was. The words Donald Trump said for the first time in any U.S. inaugural address. And again, you guys can find this uh, along with all the other show notes. I'll post this graphic and links to the stories at ELL, excuse me, lionsofliberty.com forward slash ELL4. And uh, But here's some of the words that supposedly Donald Trump said for the first time in any U.S. inaugural address. These are in alphabetical order. I didn't do this myself, obviously. Bleed, carnage, depletion, disrepair. Flush, <laughs> infrastructure, Islamic, lady, lady never been said before. Nobody thanked the first lady. I, I find that very hard to believe. Uh, landscape, another one hard to believe. Ripped, rusted, sad, solidarity, sprawl, stealing, stolen, subsidized, tombstones, trapped, trillions, unrealized, unstoppable, urban, and windswept. Now, some of those, like trillions, for example, I'm sure the first, uh, you know, however many presidents probably up until about the 80s didn't really need to use the word trillions because we didn't have that much money. There wasn't enough money printed or the economies weren't large enough to, to do that. But I mean, a lot of those words, I agree. When you look at the list, you're like, wow, I guess this was like you said, maybe this was a depressing speech. But I mean, look, you got to address the issues of the day. Well, I mean, do any of these words stand out at you as like, oh, a president should or should never use those words?
1: No, and I didn't know we had a uh, an approved list of words we we're allowed to use in public speeches. But I mean, is... <laughs> when I when I saw this article, and the same with so many of these topics, like how many people were at the inauguration, or even his tax returns, I just envisioned the Peter Griffin meme: "The oh my god, who the hell cares?"
0: Right? Like, <laughs> I was texting can't... the guy today about that on Twitter. Uh, expect, he was raising a huge ruckus about the tax returns. And yeah, who cares? Did the guy do anything illegal? He's not in jail. So apparently not. I mean, Clinton's not in jail. But yeah, who gives a damn? He it, brought, it, it, Trump knows that the people don't care. It's only the media because they
1: want something to like harp on him about. He's, he said so much to them. He's like, the people don't care. You're the only ones that ever ask about this. Yeah, and so,
0: ex- exactly. And on liberals on Twitter, because uh, this same yeah. person, actually, I made a. I wanted to talk about this specifically this segues perfectly into this next topic, just to kind of uh off the cuff here. But. This one guy, I uh, again that I follow on the twits, uh, the twitters, he was talking about not only the tax returns, like he never releases tax returns, but he also was saying that, and you know what, Trump promised all these different things he was going to get done, quote unquote, on day one, and let me list them off for you. So here's some of them: limitations on what people can do, like congressmen can't become lobbyists within five years. That's a good one. I agree with that. Congressional yeah. term limits, right? I agree with that, too. I'd love to see that happen. The TPT, TPP, which is basically done. he already said he's not going to be part of that. We're pulling out of it. And what I've read in like the Nikai and all these other uh, Asian newspapers is that it's a done deal. Yep. Um, li- uh, they want to lift oil and coal restrictions. I'm all for that get the Keystone Pipeline going, et cetera. Now, what's hilarious about that to me is that this is a guy who's crazy liberal, and he's like, Trump said he was going to do all these things, and we, he hasn't done any of them. And it's like, well, dude, you oppose all those things, don't you? And can we get through the weekend first before we say you didn't right. do anything? <laughs> yeah, um, give the guy a break. I'm sure Trump, having never been in government before, doesn't realize just how much you have to get done when you become president. Yeah. You know, let give the guy a day to settle into it. It's and just
1: even like, on inauguration day, I know like they had some luncheon. He wanted to skip it. He's like, I just want to get to work. And like, listen, this is a time honored tradition. You have to go. And he right. was like, fine.
0: That and three other balls um, he had to attend and everything else. So this yeah, guy's well, giving him all this all this shit because he's not getting stuff done day one. Meanwhile, it's also like, well, what do you want him to do? Do you want him to get stuff done? Or uh, even even though you don't like it, like hey, it's a lose-lose for Trump. If he doesn't push these, these uh, day one agendas through, the liberals will go, see, he's not doing anything. Rah! And if he does, well, they'll be like, oh, this is the worst legislation ever. Yes. I
1: mean, from what you said and from what I've heard, the TPP is done. And that's a huge deal. That's a big win for liberty for everybody except the cronies and even – great. Yeah, let's renegotiate NAFTA. Let's look at all of our obligations like NATO and the UN and everything that the United States pays a huge, like the majority of the, the money for. It's ridiculous. I, I want to see his negotiating in action, you know, if we can get on a better footing, good.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, but I, I wonder, you know, they, they, the U.S. just put Polish, tro- or, well, just put troops in Poland for the first time ever, which, you know, some Poles are happy about, some are sad about. We, of course, are sad about it. Um, But, you know, you look at Obama's stationed in these troops there, and basically now, right off the bat, Trump—you know—he's talking about NATO and 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 those negotiations that he has to take on. Now, Obama, as a—I don't know if as an fu as he left office, but why would you put those troops there, knowing Trump doesn't want to put them there, knowing it's going to escalate things, and now you have a Trump in a position where Trump's like, okay, well. I either have to look weak immediately because I'm going to pull the troops back that I never wanted there in the first place because Obama put them there, or as a show of quote-unquote strength and negotiating, I have to keep them there for a little while before I take them out.
1: Yeah, and they also—it was a trap. And they also put troops in Norway, which borders Russia. Like, you imagine if we had Russian or Chinese troops in Canada and Mexico?
0: Yeah, right, exactly.
1: And you're right. This is— it's supposed to be a no-win situation for Trump. It's either he pulls him out immediately and looks weak. That's that's what the John McCain's and Lindsey Graham's will be saying. Or if he keeps him there, you know, trying. It's gonna, it's gonna cause more conflicts that he doesn't want, that we don't want, that's unnecessary. But, you know, the neocons want them. And so do these, uh, fake, what, what, what do we call Obama
0: them? Neoliberals. Yeah. Neoliberals. Exactly right. That is the, that is the official phrase. I heard, I read an article where somebody was using le- neoliberals, neoliberals, neoliberals just today. So I had not really heard that phrase being thrown around, but it fits them to a T, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think we do kind of need a word for it.
0: Yeah, right. Well, let's do, uh how about this? Let's do a little bit of Trump or Dump right after a word from an actual, real, legitimate sponsor. Mark, take her away.
3: Hey, guys. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of competition for your ears, and it's hard to find time to listen to everything. But there's one show that I make sure to carve out the time to listen to every single day, and that's the Jason Stapleton program. Jason has been a guest on this show before, and he really does a fantastic job with his show, where he breaks down current events from a libertarian perspective five days per week. That's right, five days per week. I don't know how he does it, but it's not just a podcast. It's also a live daily studio show, which broadcasts over at Jason Stapleton.com. You can of course find his podcast on iTunes on Stitcher, Wherever you listen to this podcast, you should have no problem finding Jason Stapleton as well. And the great thing about Jason's show is that it's so professionally done that you have no concerns about sharing it with your parents, your friends, your family. You're not going to get any of that Alex Jones conspiracy stuff. You're just going to get straightforward talk about libertarian ideals in our rapidly changing world. Be sure to check out the Jason Stapleton
0: program. Jeez, thanks, Mark. What Stapleton got that I don't got? The answer, of course, being a five-day podcast. <laughs> it is a great show, though. All right. Let's get into some Trump or Dump. The first one I want to talk about, uh, I don't know if you suspect, you know, did, did you watch the inauguration live or just catch catch some, like, you know, little clips on video or something like that to see the crowd? Yeah, no,
1: I, I did watch it live. Um, I streamed it at work, so... Uh... I felt like something really bad was going to happen. I'm glad it didn't, but I, I did too. I was watching <laughs> I
0: was, I was, I was wait, literally waiting to hear like the gunshot, you know I just I, I mean, the, the like the rhetoric was so crazy, especially like you know, after those the black teens or the black uh whatever they are I guess 20 year olds kidnapped that Trump kid and were like torturing him. Yeah. I'm like somebody's gonna be even crazier than these people and they are gonna take a shot at him so yeah I was I was very surprised that nothing worse happened there. Uh, but yeah, but thankful. The, but, the violence and the intolerance from the left has just been ridiculous. Oh yeah, completely, completely. And and that's where you know, again, it's it's surprising when something doesn't happen. It, it's sad to say we should not be surprised when something bad doesn't happen at a presidential inauguration. Yeah. So, but uh, the question is, did you see the crowds there? Did they look like they were equal to other crowds? That had been at inaugurations because there's a big uh, a big to do going on about the amount of people that were there and I guess also that watched worldwide. So, I mean, what was your take on the crowd size? Does it it size up to make a bad and stupid (sighs) pun?
1: When I was watching it, I didn't notice anything. It was later that I realized that the media and Facebook were making a big deal out of it. I see. Shots that show hardly anyone there. People are saying, Oh, that was early. And then those are bad angles. And I see other shots that show a ton of people there. And people are saying, Oh, those aren't real. That's, and it's like, you know what? I think Mark pointed out, I I don't know if it's on a forum, but the mainstream media and the president of the United States lied to us all the time. I I mean, I'm sure it was not a historically low turnout. And I'm also sure it wasn't the most ever, like the Trump and them are saying. But again, who cares? There's so many issues that actually matter. I mean, we didn't talk about crowd sizes when no one showed up to any of Hillary Clinton's stuff. I don't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess
1: I know why it's a, a, an issue now on, on the news.
0: <laughs> That's a very good point. Hillary Clinton's crowd sizes were consistently mis- or I should say non-reported because they were in like the 200s compared to Trump's 1000s. So, yeah, good point there.
1: And I also know a lot of people that I think would have maybe liked to have gone, but they were afraid of security that something might happen because of how toxic the climate is right now.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that same thing, actually, that I was wondering. I was like, I wonder if people stayed away because of the amount of protesters that were there that people were like, you know what? I just don't I don't need I don't need to deal with it. You know, my guy won. So you know, tough tots. I don't need to go and and march around and deal with a bunch of yahoos, you know, yelling and screaming in my face and starting fights and uh, and breaking my car's windows, as you saw. People were rioting at the inauguration, which is just pathetic. Yep. And I, you know, I I, I mentioned this uh, in the, on a Twitter feed, but you know, the mainstream media is t- calling them anarchists these people that are crashing windows and yada, yada. And there's always a debate, should should libertarians own the word anarchy or not? Now, there's enough people that call themselves anarchists and identify as such that I think that, yes, the word anarchy needs to be defended because calling people anarchists and then having libertarians go out there and say anarchists, there's a lot of confusion there. And so it just comes back down to education people and what anarchy really means as opposed to what has been branded by uh, by the mainstream media.
1: I'm sure these people were actually socialists, but they did have anarchy flags.
0: They did, yeah. Well, I think they're more stealing those from, uh, you know, the rock and roll. They probably picked those up at your local Hot Topic, is my guess. I mean, I thought it anarchy. was a cool
1: symbol and I was like a little kid skater, like,
0: you know, skateboarding. Oh, well, that's piece the plus, mentality.
1: Peace is... plus, <laughs> plus anarchy equals happiness.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, Well, that's the mentality, man. Anarchy, except I want someone to take care of me, please, all the time. Wait my yep. little bottom. Pay for my health care. But anarchy in the streets. It's like, shut the fuck up. All right. Well, they, the reason I bring up this inauguration numbers is that Trump, uh, you know, as you were saying, Trump. Does his White House has said that the number for the people that were there was the largest ever, which uh, looking at the pictures, it looks like it's a complete and total lie. And yep. also the people now I can understand if it was globally. Like the number of people that tuned in, because you think of, okay, this is a seismic event on a global scale, especially from what he's talking about doing. So you could see people from Japan, Japanese businessmen tuning in, people from China tuning in to say, okay, what's the new president going to say about this? Because there's so much that could go right or wrong, depending on his actions. So that I could believe wholeheartedly. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's. Everybody lies. I think people are assuming either Trump's telling the truth or the media's telling the truth, but neither of them are. And that's usually the case.
0: True. (laughs) All right. Well, then what do you grade this one? Is it a Trump or is it a dump?
1: Uh, I'm going to give it a dump. I mean, the media does lie a lot. And if you're going to have any credibility in pointing it out, you can't just fabricate this nonsense because now you're going to he's going to be on the same level as them. You know, you want to. Call them on their bullshit when it's accurate, but coming out there and saying this is the largest turnout that's ever had, the more people have ever seen it. And it's it's so obviously clearly false. It's you're going to you're going to end up getting lumped in the same category as the lying media.
0: Yeah, exactly right. I also give it a dump. And yeah, especially for something this. I mean, arguably minuscule that his ego taking over is what's arguing saying, oh, this is the biggest turnout ever. And even if they're even if the truthful side of it, like I said, the global the global viewership just say it was the most inauguration ever. And then you can spin it and say, like we were talking about, people stayed away because of protests and yada, 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 and whatever else. And it was raining that day. So, you know, you could say there's a lot of factors that could impact the you of know, people actually turning out there. So don't put out this lie. And then it, it sets the stage. Yeah, people aren't going to believe you or are going to think you're an egomaniac that will say whatever he needs to say to protect his fragile little Fabergé egg heart. So, yeah, total dump there. Now let's move on to something that I think is more interesting uh, and we can go a little bit deeper into it. And that is that Trump has said that he wants to get rid of the endowment for the arts and privatize PBS. So, Howie, what are your thoughts on that?
1: What's the opposite of Trump? Trump. (laughs) All right. I mean, that's (laughs) awesome. We shouldn't be stealing money from our citizens to pay for art. If art's worth it, people will pay for it. And the same thing with, you know, these public private organizations like PBS, this should not be being paid for by tax money. I'm not saying there's no value in it. I'm just saying things with value will be paid for by consumers. Boom. Exactly. If people aren't willing to pay for it, we shouldn't have it. And even one thing with, I remember back in the nineties, one of the problems people had with national endowment for the arts was like, they'd give all this money to artists that were like, their art was like, I know exactly
0: what you're going to say. Piss Christ. Pictures of Jesus (laughs) in jars of urine and
1: stuff like that. And it's, i mean just not even that like a lot of modern art is just such shit
0: i mean <laughs> literally make... and figuratively yeah some <laughs> yeah. of it is literally shit smeared on canvas if or like somebody make
1: real art <laughs> they don't need the government and or it's not it's not morally proper for him to be doing that no agree the be funding it not the whatever make whatever art you want i don't care but...
0: so you're gonna give this a a trump Yes, uh, I will also give it a Trump and I'll explain that. But a quick aside, just because you bring up how horrible modern art is and how a lot of it's made. Uh, funny story. So during my uh, my PR career a few years ago, I had a client that did it with viral videos. They were basically a, an agency that did viral commercials that would go, you know, they were like funny little little skits. So they put together a video and I sent it out to media saying, hey, check this out. I'd gotten the press release back approved from my client and they put the link to the video in. Now, shame on me for not clicking the link and checking it, but I sent out the release. I was like, good, approved from the client, sent it out. The video that was embedded in the press release, instead of being their cute viral video spot that was like Christmas themed, turned out to be a naked fat guy giving himself (laughs) an enema with paint and then ejecting the paint out of his ass at high speed onto a canvas. (laughs) that is a true story from my life is this did the is that what the customer approved (laughs) that's what they said that's the (laughs) link they put in there we love it they they put that link in there i was like somebody clearly was watching this this paint fart man (laughs) at at their office and they said it to me i won't say who the client is Uh, but God God, talk about like, and I was like, I was sick that day too. So I was at the doctor and I get these texts back from journalists. They're like, what the hell did you just send me? And I was like, (laughs) whoa, no, (laughs) no. Uh, oh. Good times. Good times with publicity, people. Um, no, at,
1: least, okay. at least no tax money went into that.
0: So. We don't know if it did or not, though. That's so. No, that's, that's true. I, let me support what you said earlier as well, because I my, the thoughts on this that I put together is basically the same thing. Something that is free has no value to most people. So if you're willing, if you're a fan of the arts, you will support the arts. Now, maybe that means that your price of your opera ticket goes up $5, but you'll gladly pay that if you love the arts. Just like yeah. people who say, oh, I can't make art. I can't survive off art, uh, you know, unless I get this endowment. Well, you know what? You have to do what the rest of us do. You get a real job and then you do art in your private time until you make enough money that you can do that as a career. You shouldn't be handed out a, here you go, use this, go make art, go, go, uh, go get a loft somewhere on Abbott Kinney here in Venice, California. And, uh, and you don't have to worry about it because the government's giving you a grant. No work. I mean, you and know, then, a lot of
1: comedians. I know a lot of musicians. I don't know a single person who's ever gotten money from the national Down. Comedians
0: with don't. <laughs> I can I tell mean, you I that assume, much, man.
1: And how bad would like government approved comedy be anyways?
0: Like, oh, it'd be awful. I mean, well, look, I mean, they, the government used to arrest people for comedy uh, back in like 1940s, 1950s. Yeah. So it's only very recently that you could actually get away with saying things on stage. Lenny Bruce. Check out Lenny Bruce, guys. Fantastic comedian. Great story about your liberties and about your freedom, your freedom of speech. He got arrested in comedy clubs all over the country because he would curse and he talked about topics that were taboo and he would literally be arrested. So, uh, fantastic exercise in free speech there. Take a look.
1: Yeah. I'd like my comedy and my music to make the government uncomfortable.
0: Damn well. Right, man. So yeah, this is totally a Trump. Um, you know, get out there and support the arts, but don't force people to do it via coercive government. Next thing I want to talk about is Trump removing, well, Trump or his people, I'm presuming he didn't get in there and code it, but removing all references to global warming language from the White House page. And this is actually a story that you brought to our attention, Howie. So take her away, Sam.
1: Well, it's also turns out to be a nothing story that the media is making a big deal out of. Apparently, when a new president comes in, they move all the content from the old president's website onto a different site would be like, you know, White House Obama or whatever, and then you know, Trump over the next coming days or weeks, or whatever, will be able to populate his his website. But the news story was, Trump took everything about global warming off the White House website. Trump took everything about LGBT rights off the off the web White House website.
0: And of course, that's how it was reported by major mainstream outlets as well as uh, shrieking liberals.
1: (laughs) One of the first questions that I ask myself is like, who the hell has ever gone to the White House website for anything?
0: I know. Well, Uh, (laughs) these these people that want to find any way to poke holes in Trump, clearly. And as do we, by the way. Let me say this. I am looking for reasons to poke holes in Donald Trump. But again, the guy's been in office exactly uh, three days. So I, there's I'm, not waiting, I'm
1: waiting for for the real things. Like I, I want the war crimes and the the civil rights violations. Right. That's what I'm going to go after him for. Not not this nonsense. Right. Well, wasn't the, the
0: left all of a sudden like Bill Barr was saying himself? He's like, you know, we've cried wolf so many times now that no one's believing us about Trump. And it's like, well, you're doing the same shit. You're still crying wolf, guys. Except yeah. it's over irrelevant stuff like people changing White House pages.
1: <laughs> it's hysterical nonsense. And I don't know about you, but I mean, like, I've never really liked like the right-wing religious zealots or things like that. But the left is so much worse. I I have such a disdain for leftists. It's – oh my god. I just – I cannot stand them.
0: I agree because the thing is on the right, there's a few select nuts that are nonstop shrieking about stuff all the time. It's like the protesters – what's the name of that church that protests the gay funerals – the
1: Westboro Baptist Church, but nobody takes them
0: seriously. No, you know, well, that's, but that's what that's but that's what these leftists remind me of. They remind me of the Westboro Baptist Church people because they're just nonstop shrieking about everything. And that's the like,
1: West. The Westboro Baptist Church is so fringe. This part of the left is, is a big segment of it. It is, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's scary. I, they're the worst. All those people that were involved in the rioting, I hope they are locked up. I mean. I I guess Obama made it a felony to uh, riot at something that Secret Service is working at, so they could be doing up to ten years. Those two hundred some people. I hope
0: hope we get them on Felony Friday. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. Get us one of those rioters smack on Felony Friday. I want to hear what they have to say now. Now that their precious Obama has put them in jail for a federal crime. Awesome. Uh, Well, not awesome, but you know, for (laughs) our purposes of irony. Awesome. And it's so
1: fun. It, it is kind of ironic, though, that they were vandalizing all these like Starbucks and Bank of America yeah. <laughs> that that had funded the Clinton campaign. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like we looted the tea shop like eh, probably it's not so many. It's supporting Trump. Um All right. So uh what do you give that Trump or dump on uh, the, the language? You said it's a moot point. But OK, let's say let's say uh on face value that trump did take down let's give him a trump or dump on the, on the basis of who he's nominating then for people that will handle global warming initiatives and the actions therein would you give him a trump or dump on that
1: um i'm gonna give him a trump because i'm glad that he's putting people in that you know re- regardless if you think it's an issue or not i think we all especially all libertarians realize that even if it If it is an issue, government is not going to fix it. They will make things worse. They will fleece people, steal from people, and do anything besides fix any real problem, including if global warming is one.
0: Right. Well, I mean it's – yeah. Trump Trump as well for me. Uh, I just like the fact that, you know, we'll see what they're, they they are actually will do and we'll monitor it very closely. But I just like that the people are stepping in. They say, look, there's a lot of there's a lot that the uh, the EPA is doing that oversteps their boundaries massively. They shouldn't be putting regulations out there that that Congress doesn't even get to look at. I mean, that's Seriously, just basic logic. No one should. A, pe- <laughs> no one should, a, should be opposed to that.
1: Have people not seen Ghostbusters? The EPA is the worst. <laughs>
0: exactly. But, uh, one of the most libertarian movies of all
1: time. Did you see, uh, what was it? They, they put, is it a ban on like no new regulations coming out of like these executive offices, like a
0: freeze or something? Uh, Trump said that he, one of his pledges is that for every new regulation to have to be taken off the books, but, but they, I don't, I they just signed that. something
1: the other night though. Oh,
0: did he? I haven't seen that yet. So I'll have to look yeah, into that. Yeah. It's,
1: I'm pretty sure from what it's the way it sounds is, you know, how all of these not the Congress passing laws, but all these organizations come up with all these regulations. I think it, it, what it sounded like to me was that there's a freeze, no new regulations,
0: oh, period. That would be and, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I give that, just based on the hearsay, a Trump. Yeah.
1: If what I'm saying is true, I give it a Trump, too.
0: <laughs> and maybe we'll, we'll see. Hopefully it's true. We'll see yeah. later. All right, so that's enough with Trump for today um let's move on to something that is still well I can't say it's it's still trump related this is a this is an all trump show. What do you expect? the guy just took office it's gonna um, be an all trump next eight years I think yeah it's gonna be a lot eight years bold bold statement wow <laughs> I, sorry, I'm just
1: in the habit uh every time people on Facebook are crying about like, Oh, the next four years are going to be awful. This and that it's, it's so much fun. Just to comment. You mean, you mean eight, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little fine trolling. Never did anybody any harm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next thing I want to talk about is the women's marches. And I actually, I was, I was hoping to use a little bit of video that my wife took, cause she went, met some of her friends and, uh, and actually I was going to go myself. And then I was like, yeah, now nah, it's going to be really crowded. And it was, I'll give them a lot of credit in that this was a a thing that was organized on Facebook for the most part. And if you've ever organized an event on Facebook, you know that the turnout that you think you're going to get the people that say yes, or maybe on Facebook, you get maybe 4% of that. So I was expecting maybe a hundred thousand people to show up from this million that was promised, but the reports have come in and I've seen the pictures and I saw the videos my wife took and sent and and captured for me they've got a hell of a turnout. Uh, I don't know if they're giving away mimosas. I don't know if they had uh, the bachelor screening afterwards, but there were a hell of a lot of women there. And well, not just women, of course, there's a lot of people, but I mean, that is incredibly, uh, incredibly uh, impressive. So I give them credit where credit's due in that regard. I mean, how do you know anybody that went to any of the marches? You're close to DC.
1: I don't, but, uh, my girlfriend, Andrew, did just share this meme that says in one day Trump got more fat women out walking than Michelle Obama did in eight years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I just I, I saw some of the coverage on it and I saw Madonna's speech and it's I don't understand what they're protesting. I don't like.
0: I don't what, need. And actually, hold on. What, let me, what let policy, me hold, what? hold on, Howie. Hold that thought, because I want to play some clips from Madonna's speech she gave at one of the women's marches. And I'm just going to I'm just going to cut it up and mush them all together to save time.
2: Hello. Are you still awake out there? Are you sure about that? Can you hear me? Are you ready to shake up the world? Welcome to the revolution of love. To the rebellion. To our refusal as women to accept this new age of tyranny. Where not just women are in danger, but all marginalized people. We're being uniquely different right now might truly be considered a crime. It seems as though we had all slipped into a false sense of comfort, that justice would prevail and that good would win in the end. Well, good did not win this election. But good will win in the end. My question to you today is, are you ready? I said, are you ready? Say yes, we're ready. ready. Say yes, we're ready. ready. One more time, you're ready.
1: So, one of the things she said is being uniquely different right now might be considered a crime. Like, just what What the hell is she talking about? Like, who, uh, did we at uh, the concentration camps open? Yeah, I didn't think <laughs> I didn't think any of that stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't think anything about. in
0: Trump's uh, stump speeches included. Uh, if you're different, you're getting arrested. Yeah. For what? gay people aren't getting arrested muslims aren't getting arrested yeah. nobody's getting arrested here what the hell are you talking about madonna it's like this speech I mean, was like it was like written by a four-year-old and then do you, hear, you know she's talking about women she's like oh we will we will not be afraid it's like it's trump is trump sneaking into your house is he is, it, is are people following you are trump are trumpkins following you around like what are you talking about and you've seen like the trump holding up the like, Gay flag at his
1: rallies and stuff, and he's the first president going into office that's actually, you know, for gay rights and things.
0: It's yeah, he is a hugely is, supportive. He supports. He's on record years and years and years in a row supporting gay marriage and being like, great, and very happy for them. You know, it's like, yeah, he's. Did they not
1: for know? It. We did not. We didn't elect Ted Cruz. This, I don't. I really don't understand what they're protesting. Like, what? I mean, this the whole thing. They never once say like a certain policy or a thing, or like we're fighting against this or that. It's just. They don't like him. They think he's a bad guy. He's evil. Apparently, Hillary Clinton's not, even though she has the death of millions on her hands. Yeah, and-
0: I know exactly. Yeah, good. Good did not win this election. Uh, yeah, Hillary. Hillary's much more evil. <laughs> much. Hillary Clinton may or may not have had people killed. Hillary Clinton has put <laughs> has helped put millions of black men in jail along with her husband with their terrible drug enforcement laws. I mean, Hillary Clinton was vehemently against gay marriage before she was even close to kind of thinking it's okay. Hillary Clinton has been on uh, on record; she's helped try to tank Bernie Sanders. Campaign. She's done countless horrible things. She lies about Benghazi. My God, she's like one of the worst people on the face of the earth. And she is the good one in this equation. What has Donald Trump done in his life with so yeah. evil? Other than saying in a offhand, douchey, egocentric comment that he was gonna that he liked to grab people's pussies.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, the, the opportunity for good to win the election went out the window once uh, Rand dropped out. So. There was, there was no. I'm not. I'm not here to defend Trump, but seriously, if you're going to pretend that Hillary Clinton is not the epitome of evil and that evil won the election and good lost, it's just there, there's no way to even start
0: no, the it's, discussion about like that. It's the fantasy world. It's all the fantasy world, man. And like, you know, people are calling this speech like Madonna. I read so many headlines. Madonna sent a powerful message to Trump, and like we're talking about, Trump's going to listen to that speech, and just like we to go, what the are you talking about and speaking of the f-bomb which i'm just letting fly this episode because i knew madonna's gonna do it she curses (sighs) like 17 times in that and every time she curses the idiots in the crowd are like oh yeah she said she said a curse wait a second are we we third (laughs) graders
1: isn't madonna good friends with rosie o'donnell i think i see what's going on here
0: maybe so But dude, it's like, hey, somebody needs to write Madonna speeches for, her because she's in desperate need. This was literally a speech that sounded like a third grader wrote it. It had no content that was even remotely coherent. And then, of course, she's sprinkling throughout the thing. She's like, "Can, can you guys hear me?" And they're like, "Yeah, we can hear you." Like, no, no. Can you hear me? And it's like, look, you're not on stage doing a, a concert at the Greek here, Madonna. You know, you don't need to be like Cleveland. It's good to be here. Are you guys from Cleveland? Who's from Cleveland? Yeah. it's Just so it's so stupid. Oh, did, so, she, so did she stupid. even play any songs? She played one song where she changed the lyrics, and the uh, basically it was the equivalent of her queefing like a virgin.
1: I was just imagining that, and it was just—it
0: uh, <laughs> struck me speechless. <laughs> <laughs> and most of our audience as well, losing all of our female listeners, I'm sure. Yeah, no. right. Well, anyway, that was that was truly awful, truly, truly awful. But like I said, you know what? Uh, but still altogether, a pretty impressive showing, even if I don't know exactly what all these women were marching for, they seem to tie it all into, it was like a gang busters of, uh, Muslim rights, even though again, not, Muslims are, are fine. Uh, the registry's not oh. happening. Nothing's happening with the Muslims. So I don't know what Actually, the big this, deal is.
1: This needs to, this needs to be brought up. I can't think of the woman's name, but she was one of the, uh, the people that started the million Women March. Yeah. the she, was- she is in favor of Sharia law. Really? Yes. So it's like Trump is awful and evil and he's going to destroy women's is rights. Is a fact fact?
0: Because you need to send me but a link to that so I can put it in the show notes. Because if that, if so, that is insane. I will send
1: you some some links. Wow.
0: They, yeah, they clearly did not vet their uh, their organizers well if she's, in, if she's in favor of Sharia law, which, of course, is one of the most horrible things for women.
1: Yeah. I mean, these women's rights marches should have been in Saudi Arabia and Yemen and not in D.C.,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. I, like like Madonna's speech, like, oh, you know, it's such a challenging time. It's like women have it the best they've ever had it uh, by far leaps and bounds and <laughs> in the world ever in the world. Yeah. And now Trump's talking about what? I mean, they're worried that that free birth control is getting taken away because of Planned Parenthood. You know, Planned Parenthood's kind of like the arts. You know, if you believe in it, there's still a charity, even though they get a lot of money from the government. Why don't you send them some money? Is it Trump like a big maternity leave guy and all that stuff too? He is like, a bit. He is a big maternity leave guy. Yeah. So he has I mean, a lot. I mean, again, I'm not a lot saying to I'm like.
1: for that, but I don't understand what they're mad about.
0: No, exactly. It's a lot to like about Trump if they would stop and actually examine his policy positions instead of just buying into the rhetoric and knitting uh vagina hats. Saw about a million vagina <laughs> hats uh on there. Which, when asked, Trump said, "What a mind fuck." <laughs> but yeah, I, it just it's frustrating because you can't like I've tried to talk to people about Trump you know like the like super feminist women and they just it's hard to get through because they don't want to believe what you're telling them even if it's based in history if it's based in fact if it's based on his own yeah. policy statements they don't want to listen to what you're saying and they won't believe it they go no you just no, that's not true that's not you're not right you're not accurate if people tell me that I'm like I know I'm I'm accurate I, I read about it I read his policy pages I know exactly what he's saying
1: and I'm sick of having to defend him. I mean, I don't like him either, but they're just so ridiculous. Yep. They make me defend Trump. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, and and they, they get you so angry at them that you can't help but try, but sway to the other side. I mean, basically we are, we're seeing firsthand, we're experiencing firsthand what has happened to the rest of the world in electing Trump with in reaction to the PC culture, which a lot of this is like, you know, this whole ignoring of the vast majority of America, uh, to focus on the liberal values that are going on there and people pushing back against that. That's what we're doing because we're so annoyed with the left will not shut the hell up about. This- shrieking nothingness and just focus on policy please
1: and if they keep if they keep this up he will definitely be there for eight years I no mean, oh, this is not a, a doubt this is exactly why people are sick of them and why they will keep losing
0: yep well hopefully here we go last story here's a quickie hopefully somebody else keeps losing and her name is hillary clinton and if you've been following the news. Hopefully you haven't. So I can tell you the story firsthand. But Hillary Clinton is now rumored. And I think this is all BS, by the way. But it's rumored that she's considering running for New York City mayor and that early polling has her blowing away the competition so she would become the new mayor of New York. Howie, what do you think? Is that is that going to happen? And how would that work out?
1: (laughs) It sounds like BS to me. And um I, did you see Jason Chaffetz posted a, a picture of him shaking her hand at the inauguration, saying, "You know, I I wish her luck, but uh, the investigation continues. They're, I don't. They, they are not letting up on her. I think Good. there's still a chance. She she may not be mayor of New York. She may be in a prison cell.
0: I hope so. Well, it's, I love that uh, we were having a discussion on our little email chain about Obama not not pardoning her, pardoning her, but then again, she's not been convicted man he says nothing to pardon yet and if you if you go out of your way to preemptively pardon her is basically admitting that she was guilty so she said like a no one i yeah i god put her in a prison cell It'd be wonderful oh yeah get some uh the only the only uh loving she has been conjugal visits uh, happen with bill all i want for christmas
1: president trump <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so all right well that'll wrap it up man i would i, I don't think it's gonna happen either uh like in a way i in a way, I kind of hope it does just to punish the people of New York City uh, for their <laughs> liberal values, for putting her in place um, and just have something to talk about. But, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen. So we'll end the show there. Howie, my friend, thank you so much for joining me in what has been a uh, a very a thick, jam-packed, Trump-filled edition. It's like a Trump Twinkie we got on the show here. And I'm glad that you were here to take a bite out of it with me.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's time to make uh,
0: Liberty great again. There you go. Hey. Save that for John Odermatt's show. <laughs> <laughs> you can, I'll link to his, uh, his Make Liberty grading Insight site as well. You get some nice hats. That way you can proudly show off your liberty when you're traipsing around your neighborhood, walking the dog. Uh, let's wrap this thing up. You can find all of these show notes for this podcast at lionsofliberty.com forward slash ELL4. Again, guys, you can go to our Facebook forum. And join that as long as you don't look like a nutball or a a Nigerian rap star. Just type in Lions of Liberty Forum at Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at Lions of Liberty. It's all very, very simple. That being said, thank you again for joining us here on Electric Liberty Land, where you are always plugged into liberty.